Maybe we are. Maybe we are live. Oh. <laughs> let's let's see what happens here. <laughs> Welcome to an edition of Nikki P's conundrum. <laughs> we did it. Holy shit. We have back on you, mate. <laughs> We're gonna get it right this time. For real, for real, for real this time. <laughs> I can't believe it. Yeah, I, I looked over, man, and I noticed the record button is still green and I said, Well, ain't that some fucking shit? Ain't that some <laughs> shit, my man? So hey, <laughs> welcome, my man. How you doing? I'm I'm good. I'm good, <laughs> I'm good brother. Shit. We're uh, you know maintaining, maintaining. Oh, what'd you do today? You watch anything on uh, TV? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was watching the uh, that Jordan documentary, The Last Dance. Uh, pretty good shit. I'm fucking real. <laughs> I know we got it. We got to do this again. No, it, it's interesting for, for the younger generation didn't actually get to witness Jordan because in his day, Jordan brought a mystique to him that LeBron doesn't quite do. So being a younger kid, I remember going to a Jordan game when he played the Boston Celtics, and I remember the magic, like how you felt in that arena when Jordan hit the court. And I've been there for LeBron, and it's just not the same mystique. Like, people weren't Bulls fans, but we were all Jordan fans. Like, he owned the crowd. People didn't hate on Jordan. People appreciated him. And in a oh, way yeah. that LeBron doesn't feel. <clears throat> Jordan was just a magic player. See, people, I think the younger generation is now realizing that LeBron's the better athlete. He's a, he's a fucking thing. He could be a wide receiver, a fucking running back. He could be anything he wanted. But Jordan was just special. Are you getting that kind of feel from it? Yeah, no, definitely got that feel. Uh, everybody wanted to watch Mike. Everybody would watch the Bulls just because of Michael Jordan. Even when he came back and he was already, what, in his 40s with the Wizards, everybody still tuned in. Everybody still tuned in. It was crazy. Yeah, uh, LeBron, uh, LeBron is definitely like, yeah, he's a beast for sure. But it's not, there's something damn near mystical about Jordan. The way he played. Top, uh, top of his game all the fucking time. It was awesome. Yeah, people will try and you know down Jordan because they weren't they weren't alive to watch Jordan. It was different, right? When Jordan was a, like, if you were alive during that time where you actually watched and cognizant of what Jordan was doing, it was exciting. It was like I was not a Bulls fan, but if the Celtics weren't alive and Jordan was in the playoffs, you almost wanted him to win. You needed him to win. And, you know, if, if Jordan had done the super team thing, he could have won a ton of championships. Can you imagine he left the Bulls and went to the Jazz, went to the Indiana Pacers and played Reggie Miller, recruited Reggie Miller to play with the Bulls? I mean, if that was the stigma back then, if that was the mantra, if that's what they did, he'd have a ton of championships. But he continually did it with oh, yeah. Scottie Pippen, and which Pippen was a great player. And, old, and then in the end, Dennis Rodman. Rodman came along, yeah. Fuck. And, and you know, it, it's interesting to watch this documentary because as old as I am, right after the whole Bulls dynasty, they actually had a documentary. Uh, it was a smaller documentary on Dennis Rodman and how Rodman was a bad boy with, the, believe it or not, he was with the Pistons, right? Yeah. A team that Jordan, you know, and they made light of in his documentary, even though I haven't seen it, but I know they made light that he hated the Pistons. And old Dennis, man, he... 
when he got offered, it's so funny too, because you see this documentary and you kind of know the truth because in every documentary, they're going to pretty some things up. And I'm sure they didn't show the truth when doing Dennis Rodman was approached and they're trying to get him to play for the Chicago Bulls. They told him you're going to, because it's funny because he'll say Michael Jordan's the greatest player of all time. But when they approached him, this is true. You can look this up. When they approached Dennis Rodman and said, you will play with the greatest player of all time. He said, oh, what? Is Magic coming out of retirement again? That was his oh. response to playing with Jordan originally. Right? <laughs> now, honestly, their, their, uh, their relationship built, right? They built a great relationship. Because the cool thing about the Bulls, when I was watching it, was something my father used to say to me. Was he said, Dennis gets rebounds but doesn't put it back up. If you notice, most rebounders put it back up. Yeah. Rodman would always kick it back out for a new play. Because if you gave Michael Jordan 10 to 14 extra shots, because he would get 10 to 14 rebounds a game. Dennis Rodman was a beast on rebounding. Mm -hmm. If you give Jordan 10 to 14 extra shots a game, you can't lose. Because while he had all those points, especially when Rodman signed, it's because of how many extra times did they get to handle the ball. Rodman would always kick it back out. Never put it back up. Yep. His job was not to score points. That was Jordan's job. That was Pippen's job. That was everybody else. You know, um, yeah. You know, there were plenty of games where there were plenty of games where he didn't he didn't score any points. No, but he got a bunch of rebounds. He sure did. Kicked them right back out, and the Bulls fucking win is what it is. He took charges like a motherfucker because they started that. You know what we have today in this flimsy NBA, which is why I say we fuck up sports just because we try and be innovative as a pro. We don't realize we're doing the younger generation. So, for instance, prior to the uh, Bulls generation, when Jordan was a kid, Rodman's a kid, whatever, nobody really did the flop. But if you actually watch those Bulls games, they started the flop. They started the taking the charge, going down, and what have you. So what happens mm -hmm. is the younger generation sees that. And rather than doing it later in their career, they start emulating it as a child. Like, I notice it today with soccer, right? In soccer, the kids are flopping left and right just like the pros do. It's fucking silly and sad. I'm like, what the fuck? So they learn their early age because they're trying to emulate that older generation. So now flopping's taking a whole new turn in, in the NBA. And so we look at LeBron. LeBron always acts like he's hurt every left and right. But in reality, it's because he watched guys like Jordan when he was a kid. He saw guys like Rodman, and he's like, well, that's the way. And they, you know, go further with it, and the flop becomes a thing, or taking the charge, or acting like you got killed when you didn't. It's fucking crazy. So yeah, now man. in watching, I don't like it. I see that flop a lot in soccer. You that's do. ridiculous. Fucking crazy. Ridiculous. Yeah. That's why I literally like women's soccer more. It's not just because the USA women's team is much better than our men's team, but it's because they actually just play fucking soccer. They don't act like bitches. Whatever happened ever in pride? Like, if I'm a man, right, how much pride do you have? Like, you just flop down, you little bitch? Really? Like, are you kidding me? Can you imagine MMA people flopped? Like, I mean, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, the lightest touch, and they roll on the round, they scream, and they cry, and they get up, like, 10 seconds later. Like, if that's yeah, you... Yeah, they're taking this... Uh... They're taking that win at any cost thing a little bit too serious, man. Yeah, like have some fucking, fucking pride. Fucking degrading. Yeah. Your father must be fucking proud, you flopping bitch. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's my kid rolling around the fucking ground because he got poked in the ear. You know what I mean? Get the fuck up. Get the fuck up. You know what I mean? You're like, I'm trying to win a soccer game. Well, try not to be a fucking bitch while you do it. That'd be fucking great. Because I can't That'd handle men's soccer. <laughs> Seriously, because they flop so much. And I used to like men's soccer, but it's become too much for me. It really has. And, you know, in the NBA, is it as bad? Well, no, but there's tons of videos you'll see where players overact 
right? They overact the hit. They overact the collision. But then all of a sudden they start throwing fists, like real fists. Like inadvertent elbow and they cry and roll around the ground. But as soon as it becomes a fist fight, oh, now all of a sudden you can take a hit. A Ooh. second ago an ear poke fucking took you out of the game and you were crying on the ground. Oversold it, buddy. Unfucking believable. Uh, so <laughs> that's the way of sports. Hopefully they come back. Maybe one day. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. alive. Maybe. You're ridiculous. Yeah, UFC with no crowds. What the fuck is going on, man? Fucking nuts. I can't believe Michelle Waterson fucking losing to Sparza. What the fuck? She's never going to make I didn't, it. I didn't watch any of it. No, you didn't watch UFC? I didn't watch any of it. Well, I, I mean, I caught the news after the fact, but just the main card. Yeah. And so now the big talk is, you know, what's the next boxing match, right? What's the next What's the next big UFC match? Because there's a lot of things going on. When you look at combat sports, they have a lot of things almost happening. Because first you got Pacquiao who wants to fight McGregor. McGregor doesn't seem too interested in that. Um, you got McGregor talking shit that he could beat Floyd in a second boxing fight, but who knows if Floyd mm-hmm. wants that. You got Mike Tyson talking about maybe he's going to fight Evander Holyfield and, he, and Tyson Eve Holyfield 3 for charity, uh, which would be a draw. In either which way, even though you know it's a car accident, you'd still fucking watch it, right? Tyson Holyfield three, I'll fucking watch it, hundred percent, hundred percent. Fucking let it ring. I I think he'll beat Holyfield this time around. I think he'll beat him this time around. Well, they're both old as fuck. Their cardio can't be good. They might both not come out of the corner round too. Fuck for the first time ever. Hey, look, I wouldn't fight Tyson right now. Not in a million years. He'd fucking kill me. A 70-year-old Tyson can beat a 20-year-old Panado. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. fucking teed. <laughs> 100% of the time? All the time. 100% all the time. Ain't no way. That dude could be in his deathbed and lucky punch me and I'll be fucking done. Fuck no. Fuck no. But Holyfield's a guy who can take a hit. He's a boxer. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not a boxer. I think, taking, I think he's taking too many, man. I don't know. I'm barely a we'll fucking see, podcasting host. Honestly, if it happens, I'd be surprised. But if it does, uh, it does, in fact, happen, I'll fucking watch for sure. It's kind of like Khabib McGregor, too. You know, there, there's a lot of people who watch that if that could happen, but it seems that Khabib don't want that fight. So you have a lot yeah. of almost, right? Like, McGregor wants Khabib, Khabib don't want McGregor. But Pacquiao wants McGregor, McGregor don't want Pacquiao. And it's like, where's the gate, right? Brock Lesnar doesn't want to fight UFC, so that's out because the gate for that, which, you know, people put meat in the seats. In mm-hmm. combat sports right now, we're kind of, we're kind of. I mean, Pacquiao Mayweather ain't gonna happen again. Even though some people would like to see that, uh, you know, especially as if Pacquiao, you know, won that last title fight. I mean, I mean, he looked pretty good. He hell yeah, he did against a young kid, absolutely. And one thing, and in, in the reason why Holyfield versus Tyson three would sell is because. Right now in boxing, there aren't the fighters we had before. Everybody, like, Mayweather is the best defensive boxer of all time. To call him the most, because to be the best boxer of all time, I think you have to be equally as offensive as you are defensive. You can't be 100% defensive and only 20% offensive. Because I refuse to think you're the greatest because I need to see a balance. A balance where I can say, yeah, defensively, offensively, you're, you're on par. He doesn't throw hands like they throw hands. Like, if Tyson and Holyfield get in the ring, they're going to throw hands till they're tired. 
They are. Mm-hmm. They're not. They're both going for the one punch knockout. That's exciting. That's what people want to see. People want to see a home run, not a shutout. You know what I'm saying? In a baseball, people want to see a knockout versus a decision in boxing. It's what we want. No one jerks off to the scorecards. <laughs> no, nobody, nobody does that. No, no one's like, oh my God, I hope this goes to the fucking scorecards, dude. I just better go to the scorecards. <laughs> Who the fuck says that? Nobody. There's no excitement in that. Nobody, go- listen, even though a perfect game is kind of cool, you had to watch a boring ass baseball game to get to that point. Like a shutout sucks. No one's scoring. You know what's exciting? Plays at the fucking plate. Yeah, a play at the plate's exciting. A ball going to the back, scoring a home run, that's exciting. A strikeout ain't exciting. I mean, unless Strike, you're unless it's like a last Unless you're like game. a fan of the team and you really like that pitcher and shit's going, I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> that's why I think that in baseball, if we did the fucking steroid league, people would pay. The worst thing we have oh, to do is pull yeah. steroids from baseball. Are you fucking kidding? Everyone's fucking. Roger Clemens is doing them. How do you think the Yankees got retirement? Shot him up. He's fucking ready to go. <laughs> Barry Bonds is exciting. <laughs> the thing about baseball has lost a lot of steam because it's just not as exciting anymore. You know, let them do it. Let them fucking do it. I'm not saying everybody. I'm saying in certain professions, whatever. They literally regulate steroid use in WWE. Are you fucking kidding me? They do. These guys have to be wow. randomly drug tested. That's why they're so tiny now. It's like WWE. Like, are we fucking kidding ourselves? Like, really? Really? What happened to the Hulkamaniac? Exactly. Uh, Think about how big Macho Man was and all that. You do wrestling again with big dudes like that. That's when it's exciting. But when I see a tiny dude, skinny dude, out of weight shaped dude in fucking underwears running around, who the fuck wants to watch that, you know? Because not everybody's The Rock. And if you look at The Rock, though, as a wrestler, he wasn't as big as he is as a movie star. You send him back. Exactly. You know, in uh, in that workout, the the movie with Mark Wahlberg, they're both like jacked as fuck, prison inmates, whatever. Yeah. You take that rock and that Mark Wahlberg and put him at WrestleMania, I'll fucking watch those two dudes just because it's like, fuck yeah. You know, that's what you want to hey, see. Give me the fucking juice any day. <laughs> yeah. You know, and again, I'm not saying for everybody. I'm not saying for every <clears throat> profession. But I'm saying just because think about this. Do you honestly believe when you watch like uh, the... Uh, like the strongest man competitions. Those guys didn't yeah. do steroids to get there. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking... No one born a rock of muscle. A lot of your professional Fuck bodybuilders, no. of course they're doing steroids. you fucking stupid. Now, would you want to watch a bodybuilding competition without steroids? Are you fucking kidding me? No. I want to see muscle on top of muscles cut his fucking shit. That's what people want to see if you're into that sort of thing. Nobody wants to see a workout thing with, you know, me out there, no steroids, my sister just flexing. You'd be like, what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> fuck are you doing? Now, I was watching the uh, the those documentaries, the uh, Generation Iron documentaries, and I mean it's pretty like like common knowledge that yeah everybody's fucking juicing up. Yeah. Like, and then you got certain people who who are like a little bit too outward with it and say, yeah, well, I'm I'm gonna take steroids, yeah, take steroids, be this big, whatever. And then those guys are frowned upon; they're shunned from the league for being outspoken about it. But, yeah, as far as everybody else is concerned, yeah, people fucking juice, no doubt. And baseball has lost a lot of steam since the steroid era. So it's like you're shooting oh, yeah. your hand. It's like, and, and, I, and I get it. There's some government involved in <clears> that <throat> have you. Here's the thing. Like me, I obviously would never do it. It doesn't benefit me any, right? But if I am a, you know, baseball player, 
right? I'm a pitcher, let's say, like what Clemens did. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm at the end of my term, and I'm making millions of dollars a year, and this is my job, right? And I know human growth hormone is going to keep my arm pitching for X amount more months, years, whatever the case may be. That's millions of dollars. That's legacy right there. I'm probably yeah. going to be apt to do it, and people want to see that. People want to see these legacies grow. We like to watch legacies. We like to see things play out. We like to see exciting sports. And I hate to say that it's predicated on drugs. It's really not, but it's more exciting, right? Having home run hitters, having Barry Bonds was fucking exciting. You weren't a Giants fan, but you were a Bonds fan. You're like, fuck, I hope he catches his home run. You know, it's Sammy Sosa. Mark McGuire, right? When all these guys had their times, their home runs, that's what was exciting. Nobody gives a fuck about baseball right now. Like the, the, the popular, if you think about it, in the 90s, baseball was the number one sport in America. It has now been toppled by NBA and NFL. Why? Because it's just not exciting. Like, I want to see home runs. You know? Yeah. I, listen, it's almost like just nostalgic at this point. You know what I mean? Like, oh, America's pastime. Oh, let's, keep, let's keep it going. Yeah. Whatever. Tradition, if you will. And so you have teams reach out to other things. That's the reason why the Astros did what they did. If we still had a steroid league, I bet they wouldn't have done to that. They would just had Altuve on fucking drugs. They can't do yeah, that. Yeah, they're probably so. thinking too, like, yeah, nobody's really paying attention. I was going to go ahead and do this. Make it happen. And I'm sure there's a lot of teams that do some shady shit. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm not even going to pretend like everyone else is squeaky clean, but they're fucked up. Everybody's doing something, right? Everyone's trying to get the competitive edge. And we've removed... We removed the juice. We removed the steroids from baseball. Uh, and now, like, look at football. Why is football so exciting? It's a short schedule, right? You can't afford to lose many games in football. Baseball, I can lose three straight series and still be okay because I'm playing 162 games. That's a long time. For today's attention span, people don't have that kind of attention span. 17 weeks uh-uh. is easy. Why? Because every game fucking matters. If you think about it, for the standings, you don't want to lose many games. So as soon mm-hmm. as you get to midseason, it's almost over. You're thinking playoffs. So in football, it's very, very hard to lose uh, lose your attention on it. Yeah, every and, game is important. Every play is like action-packed. Uh, anything can happen. And, yeah, it appeases to the short-term memory for sure. <laughs> I just wish they'd take on some of those XFL rules, man. Like, I understand ah. the XFL died, but I'm telling you, if we just adopted that 20-second clock, that would fuck up NFL red zone. Because it'd be so hard for them because shit's going on nonstop. But I honestly wish we'd take that 20-second clock, do the two- and three-point plays because fuck it, make this shit chaotic with the, with the bodies and the talent they have. Because think about this. If you have the two- and three-point play in the NFL, that means a one-score game is really six, seven, nine points, right? Nine points is only a one-score game because you can score the six and the three. Touchdown and the mm-hmm. three-point play. If you did this in the NFL, can you imagine? Because there's some games where, like, it's just out of reach. But now it's not. And with the um, with, with the immediate interviews, that'd be fucking amazing. Just because while it's cool watching the XFL players actually say the wrong thing, it'd be cooler for NFL players. Because the XFL players are just somebody. But I would love them to come off the field and Ezekiel Elliott say... Or imagine the Super Bowl with the fucking Seahawks and hear what Marshawn Lynch has to say. <laughs> fucking idiots should have fucking... Re- People want to hear that, right? Because we're feeling it. We want to hear yeah. them say it. They say the wrong thing. Ah, fuck it. Like, I would love to have that immediate interview with the player who just made the play. Hear them talk shit with emotion. After the game, it's different because they've calmed down. They're not in the moment. 
Like, I want to yeah. hear Richard Sherman, like, talk about how he just blew fucking coverage. Like, I want to hear him fucking talk about it and hear his fucking defeat. I want to hear the excitement from a team when they do something good. I think there's certain elements I wish the NFL would adopt. Was there anything you think that that, that would work out for them, or you think the XFL rules are kind of just playful? I mean, I think that makes that what that's what separates, you know, like the NFL or XFL. Um, they're super professional. I mean, it's a business, and it, you know, look look at the owners, look at the commissioner, all these guys, all these older white gentlemen with fucking money bleeding out their fucking eye sockets uh, and they want it done a certain way. They pay a lot of money. I don't know. Um, I like the NFL for what it is. I don't think I should be doing this, should be doing that. I certainly don't think they should add more games to it. That's for sure. But the XFL... They're adding uh, that one, right? They're adding that one game. Yeah, yeah. So now, uh, didn't the XFL go bankrupt? Is that what happened? Yeah, well, because the whole COVID thing happened. See, because they were yeah, poised. Yeah. They were going to be fine. They were going to lose X amount of million dollars, and they were okay with it. Like, they were fine. The problem was the COVID, that fucked everything up. Yeah. Because they were going to be able to take losses for two to three years, and it was okay with everybody. But when the COVID happened, now they were fucked because it's like they needed to have the games happen, right? Because who saw this coming? Like, yeah, as long as the games happen... Right, we're good. We're bringing in revenue because merchandise sales were going through the roof, and then COVID think, kind of crumbled it. Do you think they took into account like uh, okay, so they probably projected like boom three years, like yeah, we're probably going to lose some money on this first year, second year might do better, and so on. But the, do you think they took into account like yeah, uh, NFL is buying all these damn players that they didn't know they had access to? Now they know, so they offered them a lot more money than the XFL does. So do you think that would have fucked up the projections, like going to year two, three? No, because here's the thing. I think the idea of the XFL, because you've got to remember who's behind the XFL. Behind the XFL, you had everybody who broadcast NFL games, aside from the NFL Network, was broadcasting the XFL. They all jumped ship and said, fuck it, we're going to push this product. Talking about Fox. Um, talking about ESPN, right? So everybody was behind who everybody broadcast NFL games aside from NFL Network was broadcasting XFL games. And it wasn't dissension. They want the NFL product to be better because the NFL product is coming down in popularity. So they get behind the XFL product. Yes, if the X if the NFL grabs XFL players, there is, I think, right, there's an excitement there. Why? Because now you're actually, see, on a practice squad, you don't get much time to look at the player. You get them in, like, not mm-hmm. real-world situations. But at least in the XFL, it's a quick-paced game. Everybody gets to play because not a lot of rest. And when they're watching these games, they can see real-time, oh, shit, that's a guy I want. If the NFL started pulling from the XFL, it'd be like watching the Combine. You're watching the XFL next season to see who your team should pick up. Fuck, I hope the Seahawks grab him. Fuck, I hope the Patriots grab him, right? It's real world. They may even send practice squad players under contract to play for the XFL eventually and then pull them back. But I think, see, because why these networks got behind it and they pushed McMahon to do it, because they pushed McMahon to do it. Right, he was pushed into this. ESPN's like, we're gonna do a thirty for thirty with you. We're gonna push you into this in, in this spot because they wanted the XFL's name. Because make no mistake, when the XFL had its first run, the NFL took a lot of things from the XFL. The mic'd up idea, 
that was never in the NFL. That was an XFL original thing from that first season. The pylon cams, the cameras running from the fucking uh, Raptors, like basically they, they go down the all the different camera angles. The NFL yeah. never had those before the XFL. The XFL did that, and then when the XFL went defunct the first time, uh the NFL took those. So I think that the networks were also thinking to themselves, look, if we take a calculated loss, right? We all take a loss on this because they plan on taking a loss. They knew, they were not looking at the XFL profitable for the first three years. The thing, if we take a loss, when the NFL decides they need to take on some of these rule things and they make the game more exciting because they want to make the game faster and more exciting, a 20-second yeah. time clock, you've got to run up and play with the – because think about what they've been instituted. It's not just a time clock. It's now the offensive coordinator because he has less time. When he talks, it goes to all the position players, right? So what happens is, is when I'm calling the play as an offensive coordinator, the wide receiver hears it. The running back hears it. So a quarterback can go to the line and just snap the fucking ball because everybody's heard it. So it's faster and the defense has got to be ready because the offense, they ain't talking insane signals. QB's like everybody knows the play, right? If he's going to call an audible, that's one thing. But if he sticks to the play, they come and they snap the fucking thing. So you got to be ready. You're not waiting to see what does a quarterback talk to the running back? Is he putting the wide receiver in motion? No. The offensive corner is calling all the way to the snap. So I think what they did was they're thinking, if we can put together these cool role set, these things that make the game more exciting, even if the XL goes belly up, we'll make our money back from our losses off the money they're going to make by making the game more exciting again. Because I'll tell you. Go ahead. No, no. Good. So get this. There's a problem I have with the new NFL season. I want to see if you see this. Right now in the NFL, usually, if a team is going to dial it in the last couple of weeks, right? they're going to dial it in. It means like, let's say I'm the Kansas City Chiefs, and I find myself 13-1. and one. I basically got my lock, right? I'm the number one seed. I dial it in the last few weeks. Like, maybe I don't start my quarterback. Maybe Holmes sits. Maybe I rest my running back. Because I know I'm getting the first round by. So I know I'm going to first run by, and I dial it in. And that usually only happens to your top teams, right? Your top one, maybe two teams in your, in your conferences. But with the expansion of the playoff picture, with there not being two buys, with there only being one buy, right? So because of that, in, in actuality, you know you're making the playoffs, right? So now I'm not the number one team. So the Chiefs are 13-1. They're dialing it in. But now your next top three and four teams can also dial it in. Do you know why? Because, okay, I'm not going to catch the Chiefs. But I'm definitely going to be one of the remaining seven fucking teams who are going to make the playoffs, right? And it's more than that, but they're the, re- the, yeah. the, the end seven teams, right? So I'm the rest of the teams, I'm going to make it in that pile. Do I want to waste my players overwork them and have them tired for the playoffs? Or am I just going to say, fuck, let's see the seeding go the seeding. We're going to go in rested. And you're going to see four and five teams dial it in because they know I'm going to make the playoffs. Yeah, I might be this seed, that seed, but who gives a fuck, right? I would rather go into my next game, right, against a team well-rested because what if everybody else dials in and we don't? We could still be playing the better team and we have a wasted roster. So I think what's going to bite them is it gets to the end of the year and we're going to see three and four and five teams per conference dial it in. And that's going to kill this thing called fantasy football. Because as soon as we know the Chiefs or the whoever team has the number one buy, at that point, 
the remaining four or five, maybe another team, like say the Titans, they start out five and one. And they're like, you know what? We can start to cruise control a little bit because as long as we maintain 500 the rest of the season, all right, as long as I maintain 500, we got a playoff seed. So I'll tell you what, against teams better than 500, we play full staff. Under 500, eh, you know, maybe we'll save him a second quarter. We'll play Derrick Henry only if we need him in the second quarter, the second half rather. Because why? Why would you waste him? You're guaranteed a playoff spot. See, because before when you're vying for two different number one seeds and there wasn't as many people making the playoffs, well, it was easy. It, it was it, You had to keep fighting, but they increased the playoff picture. And so I'm telling you, you're going to, and I don't know if you think that's going to happen, but I believe that's a real possibility. What do you think? No, no, that, that's definitely a real possibility. I heard um, I heard them talking about it uh, in the Pat, Mc, Pat McAfee show. I don't know if you listened to it. No, he talked about the same thing? Uh, yeah, yeah, he basically was talking about the same thing. And he, he he's kind of like betting that that's exactly what's going to happen. And there's a lot of people who watch football because of fantasy football. Because, like, let's say I'm a Bengals fan. The Bengals suck. Like, literally, I, as a fantasy football player, right, I play fantasy football. I watch games I don't give a fuck about. Like, I'm a Patriots fan. But I'm literally watching the Raiders game intently because I've got, you know. You got a guy. They're tight end. Yeah, I got their defense. I got something, right? I got something. Because the fantasy football player, you got players all over the fucking map. So, which means that if you're getting into fantasy football this year, I got some great fucking advice for you. You want the lower third team's players. The reason being is they're going to be fighting all season. Well, yeah, in the early weeks, right? The early weeks, you might be hurting, you might not. But you know that come week 10, 12, 14, they're going to be fighting to get into the playoffs still. They're going to be close because, remember, the, the playoff picture expands. They may only be a game or two off. So I may want to grab the Le'Veon Bell because the Jets will still be in the fight. I may want to get, you know, a Kenyon Drake if I don't think the Cardinals. Again, it, it all depends on opinion. Like, everyone could be like, well, I think the Jets will be the number one team. I got it. But whatever you believe to be the set, the bottom third teams, like that very top of the third tier teams, that's who you grab. You want players who you believe are going to be a part of teams who are a third and fourth place team just because they'll be fighting to the end. Because if you grab Patrick Mahomes, good on you. But does he even need to play week 14, 15, 16, and 17? I don't know. Do they already have a playoff Ooh. spot? Because if they do, there goes your playoffs. Yeah, you made the playoffs, and now you lose because you had Patrick Mahomes. When you <laughs> might have been better off, right, with a Teddy Bridgewater. Who maybe the Panthers, you believe, because they have Bridgewater and McCaffrey, like, you know, but they'll still be fighting. And if I think they'll still be fighting, Teddy's better. Because Teddy may not have all the Pat stats when he gets to playoff time. If my team's good to make the playoffs, I at least have a solid quarterback. And not Patrick Mahomes being fucking home, chilling. Nah, but I sucked up this uh, this season on my fantasy. Fucking suck. Yeah. <laughs> this fucking blue. I was picking up. I mean, I had a couple of Chiefs players, but they were all second string. Yeah, I usually do no really bueno. well. I usually do really well. You know what pissed me off this year on fantasy football is the waiver wire wasn't what it has been for like as long as I can remember. The waiver wire actually yeah, was that's, shit that's this year. Sucks. Nobody. Sucks so bad. I mean, even the stars sucked. If you looked at overall fantasy production, it was a shit show because usually those players, like I'm usually one of those players, I rely on that fucking waiver wire and it fucking sucked all the way through. There was even times when it seemed like Marlon Mack was the answer. He comes off the waiver wire. I grabbed him. What good game. And then right to the toilet. 
exactly. No point. I know, right? Fuck. It's like all fucked up. Anybody who wasted their picks on the Le'Veon Bell got fucked hard. Yeah. Yeah, it was a it was a shit show. I, I did really well. I used to do pretty well in fantasy. Uh, I just think that this year is a time where we have to get innovative because of the new playoff picture. Because it's one thing to make the playoffs, but you got to make sure in fantasy that because in most leagues, most of the league makes the playoffs, so you don't need to have a team. You're saying week one's going to win. You just need to have a team that's going to make the playoffs and have the most players on teams who are still fighting for a spot. So me personally, I'm staying away from the fucking Kansas City Chiefs. I'm staying away from the Green Bay Packers because I believe that those teams will be able to dial it in at the end of the season. I want a Panther. I want a Patriot because I think the Patriots are going to be a third-place fucking team. I truly do. I believe they're a third-place team, and I'm taking their fucking defense. I'm taking maybe Sony Michelle. I'm going to do those things because you can't say they're going to run the same dynamic because before, Brady was like, fuck, hit or miss anybody. But and the Patriots, right. they're going to need to rely on anything that works. Because literally, with the Miami Dolphins and Bills having digs and all that, they're a third-place team this year. So if you don't, I mean, unless you fucking believe that Bill Belichick's the fucking king of the world, they're a third-place team. Uh, no, I mean, I definitely do think they're going to be a third place team. The defense is going to be, uh, the defense is going to be a good pickup for fantasy. Yeah. Cause they're going to have to fight all fucking season to keep that fucking team afloat. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know, because I mean, you're not going to grab Jared Stidham because I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, you can, but fucking Christ, I don't know if I trust it, you know, uh, that defense, that defense is going to be working all season. They're going to be exhausted at the end, yes. but definitely a good pick for points. And so, yeah, so for that third team, so I definitely would just would not pick anybody you believe. Because, again, anybody can be wrong, right? Like, so for instance, I could be completely wrong, and, like, the Patriots could be number one team, and the Chiefs could be a second-place team. I, I could be fucking off. We don't want to have a fucking crystal ball. I'm just saying that look at that and just try and base your picks on that. Who is going to be in the fight week 14? Because I'm honest with you, man, there's no way, there's no way I'm going to believe like, let's just say, right, let's say the Chiefs and let's just say the Patriots. Let's just go at like something like last season. Say they're the number two teams, right? And there's no way I'm going to believe that the Patriots will be like, uh, just say, 11-3, right? And then the Chiefs are 13-1. and one. And the Patriots are looking at it like Chiefs have got it. There's no way the Patriots are going to sit there and fight their ass off for a higher seeding when you're still playing. You're playing the first weekend of the playoffs. Who gives a shit? I'd rather go in there because, again, your opponent's not guaranteed. I'm going to rest my fucking guys. I'd rather play whoever we're playing uh, with a lower step, which could also fuck, if you think about it, right? That could also fuck standings because if people start resting team, uh, resting players, if teams start resting players against the shitty teams, the shitty teams are going to slowly climb the ranks because mm-hmm. suddenly the Jets are never playing the A team, right? Halfway through the season... The Jets are playing all the B teams, right? Like the, the half staffs. And so they start winning a few games, and all of a sudden they're in contention by default, and that could fuck you. It's That's almost like, hope, man. Yeah, the, like I hate it. the best schedule, honestly, the best schedule, maybe the teams out there who have the tougher schedule at the end of the year. Because if you're looking at it, you're like, oh, I got Le'Veon Bell, but guess what? You know, you know, week 14, he's playing the Chiefs. Well, that might be good, actually, because they may not be playing the best people. You might be okay. You know, you just don't want the harder schedule up front. Yeah. So we'll see. Who do you think? Number one pick. Do you do you should go running back first? Or what are you going with your fantasy football? 
I usually pick. Uh, I usually definitely pick my uh, my quarterback first, and then the defense, then everybody else. Wow, really? So you you <clears> go a whole different road. Yeah. Holy shit! Good for you. See, I value the running backs, so I go running backs first. Usually, if you look at my first five picks, this is fucked up because it's funny how me and you are very different. So, if you look at my first five picks, it's usually three running backs in there. Three running backs are usually in it. And to be honest with you, and this is sound fucked up to you, but a lot of times my quarterback's in the last two rounds. I let them all get. Oh, really? Over. Oh, I say fuck it. I say fuck it. Low QB? Nah, I, I, I. I <laughs> Bro, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't value a quarterback. Isn't that fucked up? I don't value a quarterback. Well, man, my two quarterbacks this past season were uh, Garoppolo and the Seattle, what the hell's his name again? Russell Wilson? Seattle guy? Yeah, Wilson. Russell Wilson. Those are my two QBs. And I pretty much, uh, even though I suck, I should change my shit. That's probably why I fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, the problem with quarterbacks is that anybody could, you know, be good like this year, next year, whatever. It's kind of like a defense. I'll take a defense, but usually I'll wait for them to be broken first, which is like, I'm never going to be the first to grab a defense. I'm going to wait till a couple come off the board, and then I may grab, depending upon what's out there. You know, the only difference might be if, like, you know, if it gets to be a good run, no one's broken them, and there's a good defense left, then you know maybe I'll grab the Bears, or I'll grab the Patriots, or grab something, right? Maybe I'll go out there and grab them. But the thing about a defense, though, is that it's very the reason why I'm willing to wait late because it seems like every year nobody values defense. If you look at the Patriots, where they were drafted in most fantasy leagues last year, they were towards the bottom or left out there in free agency, and they end up being the number one defense. And the same thing here before the Jaguars and all this, because sometimes we don't know how good a defense is going to be. And sometimes it's better off just waiting for the waiver wire. Let a few go off the table, grab a mid-tier one, but then watch the wire just in case shit gets crazy. But a quarterback, yeah, I'll usually, believe it or not, I'll wait to the end. The reason being is your average quarterback still scores points. So usually, even though you're in an 8, 12, I mean, it depends on how many people are in your league, but, you know, 16-team league, you're still going to get an average quarterback. And sometimes I'd rather get the points off that pass-catching running back because I like to get a pass-catching running back first round because you get points for the yards and also the reception if you're doing PPR. But I don't, you, know, you don't have I to. to. I just go I running back. I go running back. I need back. to switch it up for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm not trying to book. If I told you how good I do in fantasy football, you wouldn't. no one fucking listening would believe me. I'd have to send screenshots of my fucking leagues. But I, I do pretty fucking well. And I'm telling you, the, the, the system I go is running back, running back, guaranteed first two rounds. There ain't no way. I grab my running backs first. I sprinkle in one decent wide receiver. And the reason being is usually on the waiver wire later on, there's usually somebody who breaks out. You know, this like DJ Moore or there's some like receiver out there uh, because receivers are kind of hit or miss. Right? Unless you're getting like a Julio Jones who one game will give you 40 fucking points. Pretty much hit or miss. Like, are they utilized one game? Are they not? Or what have you. So... I don't know. Anyway, do what you want. I mean, it's always good to get a tight end because, uh, relatively, not early, but relatively soon, just because once a few of those guys get off the board, there's no one left. <laughs> you know, I'm being honest. Like, once Kelsey's going, once a, like people are going to waste an early pick on Gronk. That's fucking retarded. If you're thinking about getting Rob Gronkowski this year, you're dumb. He's tiny. No, you know what's crazy? Uh, I was doing so bad. I was doing so bad. Gronk was retired last season. Yeah, and you still Gronk. But he was still, but, but he was still on the board. But I was doing so bad. I'm like, hey, 
who the fuck knows? Maybe he'll come back out last there you minute. Go. <laughs> yep. and just put him in there. Trapped his ass. <laughs> Still, drop Tim Tebow too, just in case shit gets weird. <laughs> oh man, uh, you, you know what's crazy? Um, if you don't mind, so mentioning Tim Tebow, right? I know I just mentioned Tim Tebow, and what pisses me off is that in most companies, right? And this is one thing I I, I noticed with sales. Believe it or not, this ties into Tim Tebow. Is that in sales, right? I'll have people, or any any job, I'm sure it is, where people are like, well, what the fuck? What the fuck do they care, right? For instance, the job is the job. What is my job? Right. Well, I'm a UPS driver, right? My job is to deliver 48 packages by 5 o'clock tonight. Like, that's my job. If I'm a salesman, my job is to, uh, you know, write X amount of dollars in loans, sell X amount of cars. We hate as salesmen and production people, right? UPS drivers, people telling us how to do our job. Bitch, just let me do my job. If I come back at five o'clock and I sold 10 cars or I delivered 48 packages, we believe leave me the fuck alone. We don't want anybody diving into our stats, diving into our objectives, doing some data analysis. We fucking hate that, right? Because you pay me to do a job, I do the job. And now you want to dive into my shit. We say that, but then we commit the cardinal sin of treating Tim Tebow differently. Let me explain something about Tim Tebow. A lot of people laugh because you're being a fucking hypocrite. Tim Tebow's job is to win fucking games. The last time Tim Tebow had a losing season was before his senior year. In high school, not college, fucking high school. Tim Tebow doesn't do it the way you want to because you dive into his numbers. The question is, does Tim Tebow win? Let me tell you about that year with the Broncos. Tim Tebow comes into the Broncos in a losing season. They're already in the fucking toilet. They win games left and right, but not the way you want to, right? Because is it about winning or stats? What are we jerking off to? Is it about getting a ring having the best stats into the season? See, that's why Tom Brady's... I'm definitely beating up to that win. Yeah, you know, that's what you want to do. You want to fucking win by any means necessary. For instance, in your job, you want to do your fucking job. Is the job done, yes or no? Quit fucking with me, right? But that's what you did to Tim Tebow. Because Tim Tebow took that Bronco team to the fucking playoffs. They won a playoff game. They go in against the Patriots, the second round of the playoffs, and they lose. He took a team who had a losing record, got them to get a winning record, Brought them to the playoffs, loses to the New England Patriots, who was no joke at the time. Nope. And you won a playoff game with him, and he gets fired never to get a job again. So here's what blows my mind, because it is all about winning. At the end of the year, why do we say Brady's the best? Because he's got six Super Bowls. That's why we say he's the best, because he's won a lot of fucking Super Bowls. He's done it in the dance, right? It's about the victory, but we hold a double standard for Tim Tebow, because Tim got fired. Now, think of this. No bullshit. The next year, the Denver Broncos bolster the defense. The Denver Broncos hire Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. Peyton Manning takes that team from day one, which Tim Tebow did not have the chance to do. Tim Tebow starting in the toilet. They had, a, they had a losing record. Peyton Manning takes that Broncos team to the playoffs. They won one game. They lost the second playoff game. Peyton Manning brought the Broncos to the same point Tim Tebow did the following year, MVP. At the end of the day, Tim Tebow took a lesser team to the same spot Peyton Manning did. Tim Tebow has no job because you didn't like the way he did it. 
Did he fucking win? Yes, he did everything you said he couldn't do. He won NFL games. He won a playoff game. He took a shitty team there. You fire him. Peyton Manning does it your way. He met your little objectives. He did the thing. So that's what pisses me off about people is that in your own job, you're like, well, I did the end result. Why are you fucking with me? But you did that to Tim Tebow, you hypocritical fuck. And that's why your fucking job does it to you because you're a fucking hypocritical bitch. So... Because I'm passionate about Tim Tebow. I apologize. So mind you, Peyton Manning, as great as he is, took him two years to beat Tim Tebow. First year with the team, better defense. Anybody will tell you that. Just look at their roster. He could not take the team further than Tim Tebow could. The next year, Peyton Manning wins Super Bowl with the Broncos. I'll give you Mm -hmm. that. But as long as you give me that it took Peyton Manning two fucking years to be better than Tim Tebow. So, and, and, and that's my point. I'm trying to make, and I sorry, I get heated about Tim Tebow. He's because I accidentally mentioned him. You're like, bitch, you'd mention him, not me. But it's like, you know. Like, Tim, I know. Yeah, I got know. But I, I like the guy. <laughs> yeah, Tim did what he would, Tim, and that's what I hate about corporate America is because there's a lot of people who say, well, what the fuck do you care? Like, for instance, I'm in Dunkin' Donuts, bacon donuts. You know, everyone's like, listen, do you need the donuts on the shelves? I got them there. But we hate someone over our shoulder and be like, mm, I don't like the way you did the frosting. Bitch, is the frosting on there? But then they do that to Tim Tebow. And I believe that's just fucking karma for the world. As long as Tim Tebow doesn't have a job, fuck you. You're going to be miserable at yours. Fuck. I mean, he ended up with the Jets no, he, at one point, right? So, no, his, well, get this. This is what's fucking crazy. Is that one thing I love about Tim Tebow's story was because obviously he was a McDaniels kind of guy. Now, McDaniels goes back to the Patriots, which is the offensive coordinator. Mm. Tim Tebow was a Patriot. When, t- when, um, the, uh, t- when the Patriots uh, did their preseason, they had Jimmy Garoppolo, Jacoby Brissett, and Tim Tebow was the backups. Tim Tebow played in the preseason with the Patriots. Tim Tebow's last pass as a Patriot, a fucking touchdown. Now, Belichick cut him, and I was really pissed off. But what I didn't realize, what, t- what Belichick actually had, because obviously when Tom Brady was suspended for his four games, Garoppolo and Brissett combined for a three-and-one record. So I was like, holy shit. Which tells me what people like think like, a Patriots won't be good without Tom Brady. There's no data to support that fact. When the Patriots went without Tom Brady in 2009, Matt Castle had a great record. I think they lost like four games. They, or five games. They lost five games, right? When Brady was gone for the four games suspension, playing good teams like the Steelers and all that, they went three and one with even their third string quarterback. There's been no point where the Patriots are without Tom Brady where they struggled. They did the same with or without him. And yeah. I think that this season, now granted, I'm, the reason I think the Patriots should be a third place team is not the decline in the Patriots, it's the incline of the other teams. The Bills have Josh Allen and they got Stephon Diggs. Right, Allen's coming to his own. And he's got Diggs out there. Diggs is no fucking joke as a wide receiver. And then the Dolphins signed everybody who was anybody on fucking. They signed the entire free agency. Have you seen what the, the acquisitions they did? No, I didn't. Uh, oh, they I went didn't ham. Oh, they went fucking ham. The Dolphins have a whole new fucking team. Like what I'm saying, they signed. Oh. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, I did read about. I did read about. Yeah, they, they signed yeah. everybody, yeah, 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 and then yeah. they got Tua, who I think Tua is going to be a fucking dominant force. So I don't think the Patriots be a third place team because they suck. I think it'd be a third place team because holy fuck, the Bills and the Dolphins just got great. You know, <laughs> just saying. You yeah, know. No, they got. They just have more weapons. Oh, tons. They acquired more weapons. Yeah, the Dolphins yeah. will definitely be up, you know doing well. 
and I think so won't the Bills. That's why the Patriots are a good team. Again, I'm not saying it's because of Tom being gone. It's more or less the acquisition made. Unfortunately, the New York Jets are still the New York Jets. Right? Yeah. And that's my team, too. So. I, I, I have no real will towards it, but it's just in that division that just fought. <laughs> I mean, they got Le'Veon Bell, but he's not. He's realizing he isn't um, what he thought he was, which is why I don't see my team spend money on running backs. Because running backs are only usually good for a few years. They get good like Gurley, and then you sign him, and you realize, oh, his knees went up. Gurley's not the same running back, and then you're in debt to this guy millions upon millions of dollars. Yeah. Get yourself a premier wide receiver because Diggs is going to have value. Thielen's going to have value. Julio Jones is going to have value. Devonta Freeman, not too much, right? He was there for the Falcons, and then he wasn't there. Um, (laughs) Where'd he go? Yeah, I'm not saying teams. If you're fantasy, you pick the running backs you think are going to be fucking amazing. You know, I think that you you grab them as long as you can. And I'm a Kelsey guy round three. If Kelsey's on the board round three, I grab him just because he's the best tight end in the game. But you'll see people they'll fuck up. They'll grab Gronk. <laughs> so who do you think right now? If you had you got first round pick number one overall, fantasy football. Who are you taking? Uh. Taking Mahomes. <laughs> You're taking Mahomes, huh? You're a crazy Fuck motherfucker. <laughs> I'm taking Mahomes. Did you have him last year? Nah, I didn't have him last year. Yeah, I, I did. And uh, for, in one league, I did have Mahomes. I do a few different leagues, but Mahomes, he kind of uh, cooled off, if you will. He cooled off a little bit. The gunslinger cooled off. Yeah, I, I can't do a quarterback first, man. I can't, but he got, I he got hurt, though. Yeah. Why? Well, yeah, he's human. Hey, you're right. He did. I can't. If I have the number one overall, number one pick, I'm gonna be as fucking, I'm gonna be as fucking bullshit as it is, right? And I'm gonna say what everyone else is seeing. It's Chris, Christian McSee, uh, McCaffrey. Uh, if I don't get McCaffrey, I'm probably gonna go um, potentially uh, with Kamara. And if I can't get him, you know, I'll go down the list of running backs and try and. Again, I like pass catching back, so I go Kamara next. I need I need somebody where they can have a shitty game running the ball, but they made a few catches and they got me a few points. You know, because mm. that one catch is worth ten yards running. You know, if it's point per reception, I'm good with that. He runs it twenty yards, catches three. At least I got something out of the motherfucker. You know, he's. In I also seven. like go into it, and I think like I don't think I don't look at the analytics. I look at oh, this guy. He did so good last year. I'm going to go ahead and pick him. So I, I pick with my heart. All right, Pete? I pick with my heart. <laughs> really? <laughs> you know what I don't? i tell you what I don't do. And this is a cardinal rule for me. I refuse to pick New England Patriots players. Now, this is my favorite team in the NFL, right? But I refuse to. And the reason I don't is because if you vote with your team, you're always going to pick your team over someone else. You're going to feel like my guy's better. So I try and take my heart out of it. So the New England Patriots players up now. Will I take the defense? I last year broke my cardinal rule and grabbed the defense, which ended up being lucky for me. But I grabbed the defense. But the reason I left the defense is because truly there was nothing left on the fucking board. Like I was. That's why I like was saying like they weren't picked by anybody. Like it was all that was left. I said, ah, fuck, I'll take the defense. But usually I'm never gonna take a New England Patriots, especially position player, because if you ask me Edelman or this guy, I'm gonna say Edelman. But I know that's my heart talking, not my brain. So I just cut it yeah. out. Even if they're the best player on the board, I cut it out. I'm like, no, fuck it. No, no, no. I'm going to grab this one. I'm going to grab this guy, whatever the case may be. Uh, so I stay away. So in all my years of fantasy football, I, in fact, the only time I ever acquired Tom Brady 
was I traded for him just to package him a different deal to trade outside and grab Aaron Rodgers. So I actually grabbed mm. him just to do a double trade, a double move. Right. And I was like, you know, I'll grab him. It was a package deal. And then I grabbed him and then I trade him outside to grab Rodgers. This is years ago. Um, but that was like the only time I ever did that. So I, I try and stay away from my heart. It won't be it won't be hard for you because who the fuck are you going to pick on the Jets anyway? Sam Darnold? What the fuck? <laughs> no. I mean, shit. Chris Herndon? That was actually that was actually my first pick last season. Darnold? Darnold, yeah. Why Darnold. would you do that? Who taught you how to draft? You could grab Darnold in the eighth round. Because, again, I, 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 I drank the Kool-Aid. I believe the hype. No. And... Never do that again. <laughs> Oh, but now that you mentioned it, I'm probably going to pick though because I have high hopes. Yeah, no. So you got high hopes for is your tight end, the Herndon guy. I think he's going to be something. He might be. Yeah, you know, I do. He might be. But um, but you guys have a lot of questions. And the biggest question mark in your team is the Adam Gase guy. What the fuck is wrong with him? Is he okay? I don't know. The coach? I don't know what's going on with the organization oh, at all. all. Up. Like that guy, like. I was over that guy like midway through the season. Like I was over. <laughs> Can we get somebody else in here, please? Mm-hmm. I don't know. If Belichick has a losing season, does does the Patriots stick with him? Because mind you, Kraft is probably pissed that Tom Brady's not there. They ain't got no cap room. Yo, know, this team, the New England Patriots, are kind of fucked. They don't have cap room to sign their no, their number one pick. They have to restructure contracts. Like they don't even have enough money for the number one pick because they're so strapped for cash. Because the problem is now, ah. how many people can take a hometown discount to be a Patriot? Because there's no mystique anymore. I don't. I don't. I don't think they'll do away with uh, with Belichick. That's their best player. <laughs> yeah, but if they have a losing fucking season, let's say the Patriots go ah. belly up. I don't know. I think they might get like if they might give them one or two bad seasons in a row. Like, oh, let's give them a chance, and then after that, he'll probably retire himself. Who knows? Yeah. Does Tom Brady make it on the Bucks or what? That's going to be interesting. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think he's going to do well. I think they set him up uh, with 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 good backup. So oh. I think he's going to. I think he's going to do well. I don't know about uh, playoffs, but I think he's going to do well. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I think that the be- the best route for the Patriots is uh, what they thought was going to happen. I- Garoppolo getting cut by the 49ers, and they realize that he's not their quarterback because he is a system quarterback. If you watch the games when he was on the Patriots, he plays Brady's scheme perfectly. The problem is when you guys want these guys to go long, when you want him to be a real quarterback, that's what Tom Brady's problem is going to be. It isn't going to be that Tom Brady's not good. Tom Brady's good in the system that he's in. The Bucks are going to find out quickly because their offensive coordinator likes to throw long. That Brady doesn't mm-hmm. really throw long. Right? The times he did it was with... Uh, Randy Moss, because he had Moss. Mm-hmm. And in the one Dolphins game where he had Brown, when he had Brandon Cooks, he couldn't he couldn't hit Cooks. It was all fucking air mail, air balls. It was a waste to even having Brandon Cooks in the New England Patriots because he's a long ball receiver. Patriots do dink and dug passes. That's why I always say everything focuses on his rings. Because you're never going to see a highlight reel of Tom Brady in the greatest throws he's ever made. It doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. He has the great tribes. People don't realize they run a two-minute offense the entire fucking game. You just didn't realize it. If you're a Patriots fan, you know what I'm talking about. It's literally a two-minute offense the whole time. Dink and dunk passes, ins and outs, getting the ball out of bounds, doing this shit, whatever. Maybe keep middle field, you're trying to kill a clock. We're always killing hey, clock. Keep it moving. 
Yeah, oh, that's it. Little yeah. chops, chops, Ooh. chops. You know, there is nothing. There is no threading the needle fucking pass. Like, even in the Super Bowl against the Rams, Gronk had to dive for that fucking thing. That wasn't a beautiful pass. Edelman making that catch against the Falcons Super Bowl almost touched the ground, like the six inches in the ground. He threw that with three defenders on him. That ball should have been fucking picked. That wasn't a great pass. That was a great catch. Tom Brady doesn't have a high roll. Tom Brady does what? Tebow does. He wins. Now, the difference between the two is that Tom Brady won a Super Bowl his first year. So that made up for him not being perfect, right? He wins three uh, three Super Bowls right, in his first four years in the league. So he gets a pass. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's all over the fucking place. But yeah, well, he can't throw long. Who gives a shit? He wins championships. I mean, yeah. if Timmy had won a Super Bowl, maybe we'd be talking differently. <clears throat> But unfortunately, Timmy didn't. Now, granted, I'm not comparing him. Tom Brady's obviously a much better quarterback than Tim Tebow statistically. Right? Statistically, he's much better. I'm comparing apples and oranges and making them look like oranges. And they look like pears. Nah. <laughs> they look like pears. They <laughs> look like pears. Oh, shit. All right, my man. So anyway, yeah, so <laughs> don't do Darnold again. Try the running back thing. We'll see from there. Plus, I think this uh, NFL season gets closer if there is an NFL season. Uh, we'll see how things shape up, and uh, maybe we'll talk a little bit about fantasy football when it comes closer. Absolutely. All right, my man. So, listen, we uh, again managed to absolutely cover zero topics we said pregame. <laughs> um, this was supposed to be a podcast on sales, and then obviously it went basketball to steroids to baseball, football. Uh, it has been a fucking shit show. So I don't think we should ever go with the script again because there's no point. I can have fucking notes. I got fucking notes that I wanted to hit. You know what I mean? About, you know. Hey, but you did. It just, to your credit, you did and you spoke like a, like a, like one of these broadcasters from ESPN. Like, I think you're in the wrong business. Or maybe you're in the right business. Maybe you might, uh, might be creating something completely new. We just don't know about it yet. We, we definitely don't. So, fuck team selling, fuck overselling, fuck objectives, and fuck staying motivated. We ain't talking about it today. Uh, and it all started, well, actually, because what really sent off the hinges was originally when we first started. We started the show, and I didn't hit record. So, that was a rookie mistake. Oh, yeah. And so, I'm over here, like a few minutes in, winging like, it. I'm winging it. I'm staring at the record button, being like, that's weird, that shit ain't red. Why isn't it red? Right? And I'm like, oh, Nick. Because what happened was, I just hit the music, and we got going. So good thing at least I noticed it when I did, not right now. Being like, oh, actually, I know, right? We gotta do it again. <laughs> You'd be like, you motherfucker. <laughs> We're gonna have to call back like in an hour, maybe tomorrow. Yeah. All right, That's my funny. man. Well, I always appreciate you. Um, I'm glad you came on, and then hopefully, um, hopefully, I'll have you on next week, and maybe we'll uh, actually hit a topic we plan on. Absolutely. We'll All, right, bro. All right, take care. Next you time, thanks brother. so much, my man. Later.